live in the Mave Studios. Live in the Mave Studios, it's the Mave Podcast. Hey, if this is your first time joining us, mm. welcome to the Mave Podcast, a fantasy football show dedicated to helping you win your league and hopefully a little cash. We cover redraft leagues, auction draft, DFS, and all things football. We don't claim to be experts, we're just a group of friends inviting you to listen and join us as we chat each week. So sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy. Oh, the double whammy. Double! (laughs) We appreciate you joining us. I'm your host, Tate Bland. I'm here with some of my very best friends, co-hosts, and fellow Mavers, and Luke Prey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Joe Vargas. It's good to be back. And honestly, guys, when I was listening to the episode of last week, <laughs> at first it kind of got me when he's like, and Joe Vargas. And I was like, wait. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not in this one. <laughs> Waiting for yourself, and then you weren't even no. there. I'm not the brightest. <laughs> we just should we should have uh, cut clips of Joe from other episodes to make it act like he was there the whole time. Yeah. But when the... Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> just kidding. It sounds like him, but he's not here. Oh, yeah. We missed you last week. Joe, glad to have you back. Glad to pursue forward on this one here tonight. Yeah, uh, you should be fresh. We're expecting a big performance out of you. Yeah, I'm ready. I had a good bye week there. There you <laughs> go. You had a good bye week. <laughs> We're going to go over Joe's quick question tonight, recap some headlines from the past week, go over uh, our DFS score sheet and our DFS lines for Ew. this week. Um, so let's just get into the nitty gritty. All right, fellers, who do you have higher hopes for for the second half of the season? This could be a big-name guy that you're kind of hoping that could um, you know, catch catch back in, you know, in the promised land or a guy that's uh, up and coming, maybe a rookie that might break out late in the, in the season. Does he need to be on my roster, like somebody on my roster? Yeah, if you have one. I'd say for me, uh, mine's kind of, I don't know, low-hanging fruit, but mine's uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know he's been obviously injured and, and, you know, he hasn't been playing, but just as the way the Chiefs have been playing the last couple weeks, um, uh, I don't know. I hope that he can kind of come back and, uh, you know, take over at least the 1A role, maybe even the 1B, but if he can get some of the receiving work and stuff that they're giving Daryl right now, uh, I, I have big I have big hopes for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I guess, going forward. So that's my... I don't know if he's a dark horse or, or what, but I, I just think he'll get right and, and hopefully be better the second half of the fantasy football season. Yeah, I mean, Clyde Clyde was one that was a little rough to start the year. You weren't feeling great about it, and then you got a real nice taste of a couple games before the injury, so if he can get back to where he was there for a couple weeks, then Clyde makes a lot of sense. Are you a little worried with uh, Darrell Williams and, and Derek Gore coming on the scene? Honestly, <laughs> I mean, as you kind of probably heard last week, Joe, and as, as listeners heard, uh, you know, talking about trying to trade Clyde Edwards-Alaire to Corey and stuff because he had Daryl Williams and all, all that jazz. Um, you know, I, I've I've obviously that didn't happen. Um, the trade did not go through. Sorry, listeners. We ne- I never got done. Um, but that has really let me think about Clyde Edwards-Alaire and, and – I'm not really worried about those guys so much because I think the Kansas City Chiefs are kind of just doing – I don't know. They they don't have something figured out right now, you know. I mean, obviously not what they had last year. So uh, I feel like when Clyde comes back, he's going to get thrown into that mix and, you know, he's he's probably the best one there. So hopefully the talent rises to the top there again and he 
No, I'm not worried. Long answer, short, short answer, long, whatever that <laughs> saying is. I'm not worried. I think he's got just as good chance as the others. Uh, you know, it'll be him and Daryl Williams again. He'll probably lose some goal line work to him, but I think he goes back to the role that he was in before all this. Fair enough. Uh, I will answer my question, but I have some news that I don't know that if you guys noticed, so I'll have to bring that up just a bit here. But uh, for my team, do we have a breaking news button? We don't have. Yeah, it. breaking breaking news. I didn't. I mean, I don't think this is real. Like happened right now, but I haven't. I hadn't seen it till just now. But uh, uh, high hopes for second half of the season for me. I mean, same as Tate, the the one that's like a no brainer. I mean, Christian's been gone. I really need Christian to come back and be something. I need him to not get re injured, please. So, I mean, it's chances he plays this week. I mean, just please don't re-aggravate that hammy. Please. And so, you know, if I can get Christian back full health, and he's a game changer for me second half of the season. But more so do I think what you're looking for, Joe. I've been sitting on Javante Williams in two out of three leagues all year long. And he's producing, I mean, equivalent of uh, – Slipping my mind right now. I can see his face, Wisconsin running back. Uh, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I don't know why that that was really on the tip of my tongue there. Melvin Gordon, I mean, they're producing like the exact same numbers. So they they have been interchangeable. Javante's been more explosive. You can see that in, in some metrics. But I had super high hopes that maybe they'd ship him out after they you know kind of started selling out there. And if Melvin would have gone anywhere, I mean, Javante's value would have exploded. And it, it didn't happen, but, you know, it's kind of the way these scenarios work sometimes. Melvin's an aging running back who's getting miles on him, you know, possibly that he gets dinged up. And Javante's really getting his legs under him. He's producing as well as the veteran. So if there's anyone probably on my bench that could be a lot more than he has been, it's probably Javante Williams. You know, I was looking – I was wanting to trade uh, somehow to get Javante Williams, but I keep looking at my roster and I see Qs and guys that are on IR, so I really don't have any value really to give you <laughs> if I wanted Javante. Well, there's always I next week, Joe. <sighs> come on. Just come on by when you when you think about it some more, you know. Let let old Luke know what you're thinking about, and we'll see we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to do that. I'm about to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of cheat here with my answers. Now I'm going with two rookie receivers, and that is Rashad Bateman, who came off the injury. He got back in it, uh, well, two weeks ago. Well, before the bye week, he got back in it week six and had I – mean, right off the get-go, he missed uh, weeks one through five, and then week six came back. Six targets, uh, four catches, 29 yards. And in Cincinnati, he had uh, some flashes. He had six targets, three catches for 80. And I think he's going to start working more in this offense going into the bye week. And, you know, they, I know it's not really a, a a passing offense, but we got Marquise Brown stretching the field and then Mark Andrews kind of settling in the middle. I think this guy is a good, uh, he's a good route runner getting in the middle of the field and on the sideline. So I think just a big target for Jackson. And another guy I like is Kadarius Tony, if he can get healthy. Very explosive. And he let me down Monday night. As we'll get into that later. But uh, you know, he showed flashes against Dallas, 189 yards. So I think those guys that once they get kind of more in a rhythm, 
I think for the second half of the season, they could put up some numbers. Yeah, I agree with both of those. I think Bateman came in and, and kind of instantly grabbed, like, hey, I'm important in this offense, and he looked good, and, you know, he's helping Lamar. So that's what Lamar needs, and I, I, I agree with you. I think he could be a good piece in that Ravens offense, which is a good offense. And then um, – Oh yeah, Kadarius. With all the big Kadarius. Mm. Yeah, Kadarius is one of those guys. You know, it's almost always young guys in in early on in their careers that some of them just look different than everybody else. Like that guy is agile as a cat, and it kind of jumps off the screen at you. So, I mean, we've seen a guy explode with athleticism in New York for the Giants before. No comparisons because it's not the same, but. That has worked out great for fantasy before. I, I'd love to see it again because I have I have a share of him in one of my leagues, so I I won't be mad about it. <laughs> no <Okay>. sir. <laughs> uh, oh, I do have one more to add for me, which I I don't I completely overlooked this, but all three of my leagues for like four or five weeks probably I've been sitting with my IR full. Across the board with Jeff Wilson Jr. Yep. for for San Fran, and it's just been a gamble because I was like, these running backs all look terrible, but Elijah Mitchell has started to look pretty good, and that does not make me feel good about Jeff Wilson. But Jeff Wilson has been the guy in that backfield that has just kind of killed the value of of the rest of them because he kind of gets these high value touches. So if there's any odd chance that he comes back and he's just that guy in San Fran again, then, you know, that's going to be a really nice addition to me to pull off the IR here in a week or two. So I'm waiting to see on that one, but I, I don't feel great about it. But that could possibly be a good answer to your question. What's this breaking news? That's what I want to know about, Luke. This breaking news. Yeah, good, good way to transition to this. Speaking of Elijah Mitchell. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. I didn't see this, but just now looking on the activity in our league, there has been a trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And trade between Trey and J-Mag. No, that's Kit. That's Kit. So. A lot of trades in this league. (laughs) The team names, because that threw me off, too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, Mike Williams and Justin Jefferson. For Elijah, Michael Carter, who's coming on strong, and Mike Evans, who, because you know, boomer bust like we have always known him to be. I don't. I mean, that's a fair trade. I feel like that's a pretty fair trade. Yeah, uh, Kit was the one that got Mike Williams. Uh, Kit was hurting at receivers. Kit, he was hurting at receivers and yeah. snagged two running backs. Well. No, he's the one that. I thought. No, Kit traded. On, Kit, okay, here. Yeah. Kit traded away Mike Williams and Justin Jefferson. Oh, so that's actually gone through. That's okay. I'm looking at his team now. Yeah, yeah he's so, running for running backs. Okay, yeah. So this trade makes sense. I mean, Michael Carter could be a fantastic second half running back. Mm-hmm. Elijah's coming oh, on. Oh, no. Like Isn't he's not process? Uh, I have to pulled it. I haven't seen it till now. So I can process it. Well, like. Why? Well, that's the thing. He has Michael Carter, and he's uh, playing right now. Yep, that's very unfortunate. All oh. he had to do, all he had to do, was text me. I could have done it. I literally, when we started recording this, I saw it. So, 
That is unfortunate. I'm sorry about that, Kit. He, I'm sure he was out. He was out hunting right now, so he probably didn't look at it either. You could probably still push it through and retroactively move him around, can't you? But uh, yeah, I'd have to. No. I'd have to. <laughs> I'd have to have that approved by the league. That's unfortunate because Michael's probably having a decent week right now. We'll see how it ends up, but well. Dang, I wish I would have saw it sooner. If there's things going down, my vote is you push it all through and, and they switch your players like, like Kit. Adjust accordingly? Yeah, like Kit would have probably played Michael Carter, I'm assuming. So that's that's my feeling because it went through at noon today. So, you know, that was in plenty of time for oh, the yeah. game. Yeah, so this all happened when I didn't have service and I was out and about. Yeah. So I had no idea. I didn't, get, didn't see the alert or anything. Now, they also could have texted you, so, you know, but I'm just saying. That's my vote. My vote is if there's a stink about it, push it through. It should be. It happened at noon. So. Yep, I'll have to address that to the group. But that's a it's a pretty good trade. I love it. A little activity in the league, and we told you guys yeah, if one would happen, we'd bring it up. So there you go. I got one cooking. I'm trying. I got. I got. Well, I say I got one cooking. I got one cooking. In I my thought head. you already had one, Tate. Nah, I'm actually. You know, that actually worked out for the better there. Wood has a big week. Uh, Robinson gets hurt with the foot thing, so now he's the questionable, you know, you know, so. Yeah, that's true. It kind of worked out that, it well, it worked out for me, I guess that didn't happen because I would have gotten stuck with a questionable running back because I'd have to be making a decision. So, let's go on to, uh, let's let's talk about last week. Let's just kind of keep going here. We've already been talking about it a little bit with the trade, but um, give me, like, a couple of your guys' top headlines from the past week for your team. I'll, I'll start with mine because I spoke with J-Mick. Before before the battle began, which is who I played this week, and I you know I just texted him. I said, "J Mac, may the best man win. I wish you the best of luck." And he basically was like, "Yeah, you've been red hot. Probably don't have a good chance." He goes, "But one thing I can tell you is I just gave a couple dollars to a hobo, so karma is on my side." And I was like, "You son of a gun! I am so screwed now." And we had an incredible matchup. Both scored high, and he barely edged me out. Thielen couldn't quite get me enough points late. And J-Mac won by just a couple. And I was like, J-Mac, those couple dollars you gave to that homeless man was all the difference in this battle this week. So it made the difference. Speaking of just I, – I hate to take away from you, Luke. I'm sorry. But Bye, buddy. speaking of just um, losing by – margins joe can you tell us about your loss last week because i'm just looking at it right now as i review it and uh three tenths of a point what is he lost? you lost by three i did not see this actually joe lost oh. by joe lost 97.36 to 97.02 oh no not even a half a point he lost was there did he have like a guy playing in the last game of the week or what was I, the scenario i had so he had Daryl Williams, I had Kadarius Tony, and the kicker. I had a three-point lead going into Monday night. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Jones, if I see his face, his ugly face, I'm punching it. <laughs> and then I'm going to kick him in the nuts. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. I was so mad. And then what – all I had to do is – so the uh, Giants got the ball, uh, the last possession, and all I had to throw it is, you know, the Tony – that's point five for a catch. I didn't have to be, you know, yeah. just fine scrimmage, no gain. And that didn't happen. Daniel Jones took two sacks and let the time run out. And I was like, Daniel, I hate you. I hate <laughs> you. So now, it was, and Dalvin disappointed. 
but it's just a rough week. I'm sorry to hear that. That's not good, but there's always next week and we power on, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a rough week last week. I had a pretty good week last week, so yeah, I'm ready for this week too. It's going to be a battle. I got some players playing right now. I picked up uh, Carson Wentz because, you know, Brady's on by and uh, oh, it's... Uh, so you- I mean, Wentz is looking pretty decent right now. He got a he got one of those. Uh, I have it playing on the side screen. The reason we're recording right now, and I'm watching some of it. And Carson got one of those freebie, like six inch shovel pass touchdowns for one yard. So hey, there's a, a six points gifted to you. Yeah, he's uh, you know, he's uh, thrown for two touchdowns. So six points. You mean four points? We're playing four. four yes. Points. Yes. Good correction. Good uh, correct. Commissioner, you good? Oh, God. <laughs> it's not getting done for a reason. No, I'm just kidding. No, he's, I mean, he's playing well. Um, it's just not well for fantasy. I mean, he's only thrown for like 140 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's only got what, 15 points as of right now as of halftime. So, you know. Yeah. And the bad news is they're yep. kind of mounting a lead and probably going to be running the heck out of the ball because that's what they're already doing well. So. It's going to be close. I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, I had to pick up somebody. I think my other – I don't even remember who the other option was, honestly, uh, at the beginning of the week. Teddy Bridgewater or something like that. I don't know. So, I went with Carson. I think I, s- I snagged two of this week just because uh, – Maybe old... two was available for – Yeah, old Rogers decided yeah. think... not to get vaccinated. Yeah, Tua and – I was debating uh, – you know, I was debating between Tua and uh, Wentz earlier this week for waivers, and I went with Wentz. Um mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But good week last week. I scored a ton of points. Kit had a had a pretty down week, unfortunately. Um, and he had a lot of players who just didn't do much for him. So rough week for him. So speaking of wins, um, <laughs> Luke, why don't you tell us about the DFS score sheet so far? Uh, you know, let's re- let's cover the past couple weeks and let's then talk about this week so we can have our like official ongoing records at the moment well yeah this is week two of of the head-to-head-to-head battle Uh and i mean last week was not good for me i started out pretty good i was feeling you know good but by the end of the week yeah i saw your lineup going in like i checked it real quick and i was like oh my i'm i was getting smoked i was like luke's gonna take this one you know to the bank Uh, yeah and then all of a sudden I don't know, a slippery slope, and I fell out, and I had a pretty good week on my calls, but last place, week one. So now going into week two, I'm like, all right, I got to get my stuff together because I think I have. I was almost there. I had it. It was a pretty good performance, but, you know, these guys outdid me, and fair enough, tip of the cap. This week, I'm going to be honest, I completely shit the bed. <laughs> I mean, I it was not good. And I mean, I I was last by so far; it's embarrassing. So I have, I have no right to say anything. I am a disgrace right now. I need to get it together. So I'll leave it to you guys to discuss proper DFS knowledge. Well, I don't know about proper DFS knowledge, but uh, I can say, Joe, you came away with a win last week uh, in the DFS lineup. So congratulations! Do you have anything you'd like to share? Oh, thank you, thank you. Honestly, I uh, I had Josh Allen in a dig stack, and I was worried with Josh Allen because it was about halftime and it was like three nothing, I think, mm-hmm. or something. It was low scoring. I'm like, oh man, this is without. It was, it was in a smash spot. Didn't happen. 
And I had my boy Joe Mixon as well. And then Joe Mixon started coming along. It was like late, late in uh, the second half of the of the games that these guys these guys started going off. And then AJ Brown was kind of my anchor. Ten catches, one hundred fifty five yards, and a touchdown against the Colts. And the the process I went with that was, I thought, I mean, it was a shootout, and that's why I kind of pictured. I kind of faded uh, Derrick Henry. Long live the king. But, oh, man. Yeah. The, going forward, I think A.J. Brown's obviously going to be a smash spot. But that, that just kind of going through that process, I thought A.J. would with no Julio Jones would be hyper-targeted. Yeah, I think that's actually what cost me against J-Mac is A.J.'s explosion pretty much sealed the deal. That was the deciding factor. So he, uh, he bit me twice. He bit you twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I went on the opposite side of that. I went with uh, Pittman Jr. Um, in my lineup. And uh, the problem with my lineup is Emmanuel Sanders. I put him in for that DFS. I think you had him in there too, Luke. And he got yep. us a whole <laughs> lot of nothing. So uh, that did not help our help our scores at all by any means. So, so, so far, Joe's got a win. I've got a win. Luke has got the opposite of a win. And Low spirits. Two of those. Two of the not wins. But it's a new week, so let's uh, let's figure out what everyone's doing for their lineups here, and uh, let's let's make it happen. So I uh, I got a lineup. I know you guys got some lineups. Um, I, I'm not, I'm just gonna say this starting off here. Um, I got a little wild, and I don't know how I feel about my lineup. So uh, as we as we go here, we'll we'll figure it out. But this could be. This could be the week. I'm not changing it because I already put it in. But uh, Are you squirrely boy. I, I mean, I want to. There's one I kind of want to sub out, but it's too late. I'll just I'll go with it and I'll go with my gut here. And Is it so Sanders? That's, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. So uh, we're gonna cover quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight end, defense, and then flex is gonna be last. And um, Joe, since you weren't here last week, why don't you kick us off with your quarterback choice? All right, I am going with. Lamar Jackson, come on down to the Joe Squad. Oh, the Joe Squad. Joe Squad. Now they're he's they're playing Minnesota. It's a forty nine, like forty nine half over under as we're recording. So I think this is a spot where I think it'd be a potential shootout. And I realized I have a lot of players in this game, which I'm okay with. But I think <laughs> it's gonna be a shootout. And I think the correlation, you know, after I go through the rest of my lineup, I think you'll kind of see that what I'm thinking the game might be, but. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Action Jackson. And I tell you what, Joe, I agree 100% because he is also my quarterback. Luke, you're a smart man. Smart man. Uh, Almost as smart as you, Joe. You know, you got to strive when when you're in last place and you just need to win, right? (laughs) Luckily, I'm seeing similarities in my picks, like across the board through both of your rosters. So, you know, maybe I'm on the right path. We're going to find out. But as far as, as Lamar goes, same thing Joe was saying. I mean, high over under 49 and a half. Baltimore's favored by six. And in my eyes, if Baltimore wins a game, it usually involves some point where the ball is just in Lamar's hand and, hey, Lamar, go get us a win. More times than not, that means Lamar is uh, playing backyard football, scrambling, and if he can get us 60 yards, maybe even a touchdown on the ground, then his his value as a quarterback is a cheat code. So we're hoping for one of those weeks. Hoping for one of those weeks. Um. 
Well, I, I went different from you guys. I uh, I went with uh, good old Joe Burrow here. Uh, I just, I don't know, he was he was a little bit more of a value pick for me. And uh, I felt like, uh, you know, he's been getting it done week after week. It hasn't been anything too crazy, but uh, pretty solid there. And so, uh, I mean, really, he's going against Cleveland. It's going to be a divisional game. Cleveland hasn't looked super great. Their defense doesn't scare me. And the Bengals are playing really well right now. And they've got a pretty aggressive pass attack game to game. So uh, I think it's going to be pretty much a back and forth game. And so they'll have a, at least a neutral game script, hopefully. And so lots of pass plays and Joe Burrow's going to get done. So that's, that's simple as that. Get her done. Get, get her, her done. done. <laughs> get her done. Okay. So let's talk about running backs here um, for our teams. Uh, we got, well, we got some players that are the same across the board. Uh, both of my running backs uh, I've selected you guys have. So I will, uh, I'll just touch on them and let you guys talk about them in more depth. Um, but the first running back I have on my team is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, you know, I looked through running backs this week, and I just wasn't uh, – I wasn't crazy about a lot of guys. Uh, usually I have one one running back that I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to get him on my team. But this week, uh, I don't know. I was having trouble. I wasn't feeling the Kamara, the Cook, or the Jones, or the Chubb, or Robinson, or, you know, Barkley's out for sure. There's just a lot of guys that I just didn't know. So I went with Zeke. I just felt safe. Uh, Denver's kind of got that run funnel defense anyways. So, you know, I, I just thought that was a safe bet. So that's why I picked him. But Luke, you also have, uh, Mr. Zeke in your lineup. So give us, give us a little bit more of why of your why. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get a piece. I wanted a running back in one of these high, high over under games. And I was looking over it and I was like, okay, Dallas is pretty highly favored nine and a half against Denver. That to me, you know, if Vegas is right, that calls for a run game to close the game out. And on top of that, I'm thinking, you know, Dak's going to play, but Dak's been really battling injury. So do they give a full workload? Like, I know it's not his arm or anything like that, but do they, you know, rely on Zeke a little more just because they're trying to take it easy on Dak? You know, I'll take the gamble on that. So it's kind of been a pass-heavy offense in Dallas you know, this year with, with Dak under center, but we, we have always known the Cowboys to be a great offensive line and ground and pound and, and Zeke gets it done. So, Hey, maybe we go old school this week and I'm going to take the gamble and see if Mr. Elliott can stack me up some points. Joe, I mentioned how I wasn't a believer in cook this week, but you are a believer in cook. He's one of your running backs. So tell us, tell us about Mr. Cook. Well, I like his, his price tag is a little lower than what he, he usually is. So that's kind of where I was like, well, I, I got to well, go also, this way. He's also been crap this season. <gasps> yeah, well, I said it. They, the thing is, he, he hasn't looked – well, he's been banged <laughs> up. But last week, which, which is – that's also what kind of killed me last week. He had seven points. Is the Vikings didn't they, – they're like, let's play action. Let's throw it to CJ Ham. Let's see what happens. Why? Every time Dalvin Cook gets the ball, he he, he had like a ten yard carry, ten yard carry. Then all of a sudden, play action CJ Ham, another oh big run for by by Cook, play action CJ Ham. Oh, let's run another play action to CJ Ham. Kirk Cousins, you can I see I'll kick you in the face too. So I'm, I'm not Damn. worried. It's Dalvin Cook. He's explosive, but according to this, just just Ravens delivering are, assaults. I am, I am. This is just absurd. <laughs> 
Just give it to your best players. The guys are on my fantasy team. How hard is that? <laughs> but the Ravens like are allowing the fourth most uh, yards per play. And Dalvin Cook is explosive. So I'm not worried about Baltimore. Everyone's kind of the old school Baltimore Ravens defense. I'm not worried about with Dalvin Cook. He's, you know, a superior back. So I think he'll get it done on the ground. Just give them ball. Well, tell, us, the ball. tell us about your next running back because uh, I have him too in that. Uh, so I'd like to hear why you've chosen Mr. Eckler. Well, I think he's in sure. a smash spot against Philadelphia as well. Or, yeah, that's what they're playing. They got Philadelphia, right? I'm thinking wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. No, I think this Eckler, you know, I think there's nothing enough to say about it. I don't think the Eagles defense is that great. I think the Chargers are going to get. Get to rolling again, and the utilization of Eckler. I think he's going to get done through the air and also on the ground. Yeah, it's he's he was a little expensive this week at nine thousand, but that's basically why I picked him. Uh, he's got ground game. He's got he's got the pass game, so I don't have to. You don't have to really worry about game script with him because he's going to be involved regardless. Uh, and I mean, he's had double touch, double touches, double touches every week. You know, as they say. Double-digit carries almost every week, uh, except for a couple. Plus, he's got receiving work. You know, he's scoring, I mean, double-digit fantasy points every week. So, uh, and high. He's, he's, I don't know. Is he the best running back right now? I mean, is he the RB1 of this of this year with all the injuries and stuff? He's got to be. He's definitely top five. So He's out there. And, no, with that, one, I just. Oh, yeah. And, and also, like, he hasn't seen less than five targets all year since week one, so yeah, yeah. I think he's like I said, where he's gonna get, like you said, Tate. He's gonna get down through the air, ground. He's chalk. He just seemed like the safest, the safest play this week. So I wanted him. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. That's one that I really wanted on my roster, and I just financially could not do it. He was in there for me, but I that was the one I had to let go of to make make the. Make the salary cap work. Make the rest of it work. So who'd you pick as your other running back there, Luke, then, if you had to make some salary decisions? Well, you know, I I think Kansas City is, like, getting a break here with COVID hitting at the worst time for the Packers. And so, I mean, by all means, they're going to probably get it done through the air if they're going to win the game. But I'm going to take Daryl Williams and throw him in there at RB2 and be like, come on, my man. Can you get me one score red zone? I mean, please. He's getting great usage he right now. So, so he did have I, I haven't heard for sure what the Clyde Edwards Alaire news is. I don't think he's even been taken off of IR yet. So if by chance he does not even play this week, then I feel even better about it. If if he comes off and he does play this week, it's not ideal, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the gamble and get a piece of the KC offense. Which has not really been a great thing this year, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's go to wide receivers here. Um, without getting too too into the weeds and too hairy, uh, I'm just gonna go down my list of wide receivers here because uh, basically um, I'm I'm throwing some dart throws and it's a pretty simple. I don't know behind my strategy behind why I picked the guys I did. Uh, I picked Higgins, um, and mostly I just wanted a Cincinnati receiver um, to pair up with Joe Burrow. Higgins had a big week last week. Uh, again, I think this Cleveland-Cincinnati uh, game, 
I the over under is not super high, but it's going to be my luck. It's going to be a freaking three to three game at the end of the third quarter because they only kick field goals, and and it's not going to matter. But I, I think there's going to be some scoring. I think these two teams are going to want to score on each other. So I just wanted to get a piece of that. Uh, I only talk about Kadarius Tony too much because you guys were already talking about him earlier. But uh, I know that Sterling Shepard is out this week. I know that they're dealing with, you know, injuries left, right. If Tony can can get healed up, I think he can be a, a playmaker this week. So he's kind of a dart throw. And then I'm going back to Emmanuel Sanders. <gasps> I know. Um, I just don't think he's going to go zero and zero two weeks in a row. So I'm just going to I'm just going to pick up Sanders. Uh, I can't remember what the over under is on that game off the top of my head. So I apologize, but uh, they got to score points somehow. And 48 and a half. Yes. Thank you. And it's against Jacksonville. So I have a feeling they're going to get up. Um, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with that. So that's that. Those are my receivers. And I'm telling you, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about my receivers, but I don't feel like I got, um, I don't have any shiny, shiny pieces in my receiving core this week. It's, uh, it's just, it's just who they are. And I just got, they just got to get done. So, mm-hmm. And they're gonna I, do it. So there, that's all I gotta say about that. Gonna so. do I will say, I will say on the T Higgins, I've I have him in a, in one of my leagues, and he's been that guy that like obviously Jamar Chase has exploded, has got all the hype, and rightfully so. But defenses know that as well now, which the guy's a lead in in a deep ball gets open, you know, like like a young Odell Beckham almost. So he'll probably get keyed on, sure, but. One thing that I've kind of been able to see since I own a piece of him, T. Higgins like has had a pretty good target share in comparison to Jamar Chase. So he's getting a lot of targets now. He's not necessarily booming or anything, but as long as you're getting that share and you're getting enough targets and receptions, which I think maybe last week he was down and Boyd might have been over him. But as a whole on the year, Higgins has been pretty up there, you know, close to Chase. So like you're saying, to get a piece of Cincy and, and Joe Burrow's really slinging it. If somehow Jamar gets shut down, then the best gamble is for T. Higgins to be the next guy up to, to get a big piece of that pie. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. Luke, tell us about your wide receivers. Yeah, so first off, you're going back to Imani Sands, and you know I'd, I've done it the last couple of weeks. I keep trying to called the breakouts and now you're kind of pulling to me and I also agree with you that there is no chance that he puts up a zero zero again so I mean good good pick but I see that the other two of us uh, I'm gonna take take Joe's strategy from last week and I'm gonna go over the opposite side of that and I want some I want some Stefan Diggs I'm playing him because I I know how elite that guy is and he really hasn't quite been there this year, we haven't seen a massive game out of him yet. We've seen some good games, and he's getting better now. So if I'm going to take the gamble, I I want the highest talent, and I'm ready to see Diggs, you know, be that top five guy that we know he can be. Yeah, for sure. What about your other receivers? Because you got two others. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get a piece in that 50 over under, Chargers versus Philly. So, of course, you're going to go Devonta Smith there. That's bold. That's a bold move. That, that one, yeah. I mean, I, I, that one's probably the gamble <laughs> of the lineup, but I'm going to take it. Um, 50 points. I mean, 
50 points in the best receiver on Philly's team. That that's that's the strategy right there. <laughs> Lastly, um, that that Denver versus Dallas game. Um, I'm playing Zeke, obviously, and I think they're going to get up, and Zeke's going to run the ball. So if I'm betting on Zeke being able to run the ball because they're up, well, then I'm also betting that Denver's going to be down and need to throw the ball. So I'm going to go Cortland Sutton to try and correlate all those picks together. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's part of it. Fair, fair, fair. Joseph. Yes, sir. Hello. Joseph, are you there? Are you there? Yes, sir. We still have you? Joe, reaffirm my Stefan Diggs pick because I know that's the beginning of yours. There you go. Talk to me about it. Diggs is my boy. And I, he's due. He is due. He, and it's like, so if you go on the, you go like the air yards, I think he's still like either number one or he's like top five in air yards, which it just hasn't connected yet. And I thought last week it's going to connect. It's obviously a Cole Beasley game tape, by the way. I like your Sanders pick i do like that i think well, sometimes those games will beasley and sanders can kind of go you know one will have a good game the other might have a dud and you know beasley had that 10 catch 100 something yards but yeah i think Diggs is you know he's he's due i think it's just plain and simple at jacksville weak secondary josh allen i almost had josh allen as my quarterback but it's just a little expensive for my for my build but yeah i think Diggs will get done and then uh, for my next two i went Devontae Parker at 6,200. The man in the last two weeks at Buffalo saw 11 targets, and then uh, Indianapolis saw nine targets. So I think the targets are there. Um, he had eight catches, 85 yards last week. So for 6,200, I'm looking for maybe if he gets 12 points, maybe get a score in there, you know, bump up the little points there. <laughs> and then my last receiver, I, I stacked. Jackson and sometimes if you want to if you want to play Jackson you can honestly play him naked and by that I mean just no stack just put Jackson in he's good to go he's he's the Baltimore QB one RB one mm-hmm. so you get you know two players in one but I went with Bateman I think for fifty four hundred he's cheap and like I said earlier I don't really need to go too too in depth with it um but yeah I think I think that fifty four hundred I think Bateman will is Priced pretty cheap. You believe in the Bateman, huh? I do. And I, I'm probably because I'm just relying more on my fantasy team. That it's, makes me feel good <laughs> if he goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Double dip. Sometimes it's hard not to do. It is hard not to do. Let's talk about tight ends here. We've all got different guys. Uh, I'm going to go first here. Uh, I, Luke, you know, I, I kind of had the same thought as you. You have a 50-point over-under in that uh, – Philly Chargers game, and uh, I, I wanted to have the best receiver on the team for that as well. So I went ahead and got Dallas Goddard uh, at that tight end position. Um, mm. I don't know. He just uh, – I don't know if he's really the best receiver on the team. I'm just, you know, just saying that. But uh, I feel like he's a solid yeah, piece there. that makes me feel better. That I have him? No, that I that I have Devonta. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I got got it on my normal fantasy team. I I think I've plugged him in as my tight end for like yeah, the last we'll three it, weeks here. I'm I'm in on it. Let's just let's do it. He's a top ten tight end on the season. Let's just get some points there. Solid. If he gives me ten points, twelve points, I'm great with it. And he's been doing that every time I've been putting him in. So we're just gonna keep rolling. We're rolling on the Goddard train until it crashes. So that's who I got. 
you guys got some different guys. Luke, tell me about your pick there because uh, Joe was just talking about being naked with Jackson. Um, but you took the tight end, correct, Amundo? Yeah, so Joe, you know, obviously we always try and, you know, if, if Jackson's going to get some points, you know, for the most part, that's on the ground for, for us, ideally. But Joe says if if Jackson's going to get some good passing yards, I'm going to take the gamble that it's Bateman. Well, for me, I was like, if I'm going Jackson, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little different. And Andrews, who produces well for the most part in that offense, I'm going to take the chance that this is an Andrews game. So Mark Andrews and Action Jackson, I matched those two up. Uh, that was that was my stack. So I had to pay up at tight end, but I thought, you know what? That's that's just what I'm feeling good about in Baltimore. So that is what I did. That's a good pick. Joe, you're going with the man, the myth, the legend of Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. Flex on Dan. Just flex on him. One time. One time. No, he had uh, – he's cheap. It's kind of for my build. And I'm kind of going with a little mini stack there with Diggs, and I'll get to my running back after this in my flex. But uh, uh, Buffalo's going to put up a lot of points. I do believe they're the highest implied uh, point total at 31.5. So I think Jacksonville's going to have to play from behind, and that's the way I'm kind of seeing it. And so Dane Arnold, if they're playing from behind, load them up with some targets, Trevor. That's a good point. Give the man the ball. 14 and a half point favorites. Yeah. He had eight catches last week, 68 yards, 10 targets. Week before, five targets. Week before that, eight targets, six catches, 64 yards. So he's on a trend. So dang Big Dan. Just flex on him one time. One time, he says. One time. And I'm also starting my life, so double dipping again. (laughs) (laughs) So Joe's strategy is double dip. No, no. See, now you're really invested, Joe. I'm going to be crying next episode. Let's talk about our flex spots here. Uh, this is, uh, you know, spend the rest of your cash kind of section for me as far as, as, far as I'm concerned. Um, I almost said as far as I'm concerned, which is almost the same. <laughs> Salut. This is, okay, this is the, I'm not proud of my pick here. I don't know why. It was just one of those things that, like, I just. Wait, wait, I want to correlate the joke before you say who you're going to pick here. Tate, what do you have to do when, like, you really have to fart, but you can't get it out? You got to waddle away. <laughs> I got Jalen Waddle. Um, <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. I don't really have a reason for it other than like I was scrolling through the names there and like I just kept coming back to it. I kept coming back to it. And I think Joe, I you have Parker. I thought Parker was like maybe questionable or you know, he might not be 100% this week. Am I wrong on that? No, he is questionable and if you know okay. if if he's out, you know, I'll probably maneuver but yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. But that was part of my part of my justification for Waddle as well was I thought, well, if Parker's questionable and he doesn't go, you know, then he's gonna he's gonna be the receiver. He's had some big weeks. I mean, you know, he's had some not big weeks. Um, this is my this is the Luke Prey special here. I'm just you know I'm not calling a breakout because I feel like Waddle's probably already broken out when he you know got had that like monster game a couple weeks ago. Um, but. uh for my DFS lineup and for a consistency thing, probably not a good pick, but I don't know. Sometimes you just have to go with your gut feeling, and that's why Waddle's in there. So that's all I got. I don't have a good reason, guys. That'll work. You know, count it. 
Count it. So, but you guys, uh, you guys went with running backs, I see. Um, so, Joe, that is correct. Talk to me. Tell me your running back. Oh, with Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have a great game announcing. No, I went with uh, old Zach Moss. That's where my correlation, a little mini stack with the the Buffalo Jacksonville game. And you know, I think with that thirty-one and a half point total, implied total for the for the Bills, I think. You know, if they get in the goal line, like Moss can just find the end zone and finds the end zone at six thousand. You know, give me twelve points or whatever. You know, call it good. Hey, breaking news! Um, if you're watching the game, Jonathan Taylor just ran for seventy eight yards for he that erupted. touchdown. I, dude, he's having a, a he's having a nutty behind. game, dude. So now I'm watching it right now. You guys are. Oh, so I'm. I sorry. Forty two wow. to ten. Dude. Well, I don't know if they're gonna make this field goal or extra point. I hope they do, but don't ruin it for me. My word that that looked like that looked like Wisconsin, Jonathan. Yeah. Dude, let me tell you something, Luke. When we, I, I hate to take us out of our DFS lines for a second, but just the way Jonathan Taylor's been playing, we had that bidding war during draft day, and yeah. it's been worth every penny now. You know, imagine if I had CMC in this guy. I, I mean, God. Jonathan Taylor very well could be second half number one running back very you know easily. Worth every penny. Overpaid for my thought. I'm gonna say no to that right now. So, woo. Okay, woo. feeling good. Feeling good live on on the podcast here because uh, that does big things for my fantasy football team this week. That's for sure. So, yeah, you're off to a heck of a start. Uh, Luke, we're on your flex spot. You've got the one, the only Michael Scott. Um, so tell us about that. Yeah, because I'm trying to get that paper. Ooh. <laughs> That's an office Damn, joke, I'm... Joe, in case you didn't know. I'm on a roll. <laughs> I'm stupid. Okay, I am. Stupid. But, uh, yeah, I like Tate, like Tate was saying, when you get to this point of your roster, you see how much is left. And if it's an ooh, you got to go back and adjust. So I think this is when I had to go back and be like, Eckler, I'm sorry, you're far too expensive. I like nice things, but you're a little too nice. So I pivoted down to Daryl Williams. I went back, and the, the guy that kind of stuck out to me was Boston Scott. Do I think Boston Scott is going to have the game like he had last week and sneak two touchdowns? I do not. But, you know, 50 points. And Boston, for the most part, was getting goal line carries and had a pretty pretty considerable portion of what the usage was at running back. And really, when Boston has needed to be used as a backup running back, he's been pretty solid. So... I'll take the gamble that Boston has another good game. I mean, Boston have a decent game. You're in my flex. I mean, do a little something for me, and we'll we'll call it good, buddy. So, <laughs> buddy, buddy, that was my that was my strategy, uh, buddy. Well, let's talk about what's left here, and that's the defenses. And um... <laughs> Luke, good thinking, my man. Oh man. No, Tate, I need to hear your Tate talk to me. Well, I'm telling you, I think I'm pivoting, so <laughs> do it. We're just gonna neutralize the defense. Trifecta. Or do you got or do you got money left over? I got money left over that I haven't Ooh. spent and I, I forgot to uh I'll be honest with you, I forgot to go back and look. They I picked I'll I'll tell everyone the team I have right now. Um, but I am probably gonna change because I picked them and then I picked some other players and I forgot I had money left over, and as we were sitting here, I was like, Oh, I have I can get a better defense. You're, so, you're a liar. <laughs> what I have right now in the lineup is the Chiefs defense. Oh. 
Uh, and that is so <laughs> on the fact that Jordan Love is starting and half that team is out with COVID and the other half of the team is going to be playing. I don't know. I just thought, you know. Which is a, is a fair point. I mean, it's just – it's just that's the only reason I have the Chiefs there. Uh, you know, I thought, heck, they're playing Jordan Love and how, how good is he going to be in this first game, you know, all that jazz. So um, that's what I have, but – since I have extra money, I, I realistically, I'm probably going to pivot here. Um, and I honestly, I don't love anybody. I mean, yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> God, this is, <laughs> I could get, I can get the Browns, you know, but I don't really want to get the Browns when I've got so many Cincinnati. Teams <laughs> that, that teams count. Yeah. You get, that darn right. You can get, the, get Browns. The, the Browns. The Browns. I got Waddle, Waddle, you know, it's just like all kinds of things. Uh, uh, I can get the Ravens. I think you need the Browns with Waddle. I I guess I'm between two teams here right now, and I don't have good reasons other than, for some reason, Dallas Cowboys defense, I don't know. They're pretty solid each week. They won't be anything special. They're only playing Denver, so I don't feel like, you know, Denver's going to score a ton of points anyways. Um, So I'm looking at Dallas right now. I'm also looking at um, just the Ravens, just because I have, that would just be all my money, and I don't know. The Ravens' defense isn't anything to, that they were, but last few weeks, you know, they've not been well last yeah, week. Yeah, when they lost Marcus Peters, that hurt a lot. That's that, probably true. That I'm was probably, a deadly duo that they had going. I'm probably going Cowboys defense. Um, and you know, I don't hate that. Just, and they've been they've been a solid D. I think they've been underrated D all season. I mean, they're not great, great, great by any means, but uh, – just a consistent kind of defense, you know, and, and they've played some decent teams. They've played some not good teams and, and they're hovering. Uh, I'm sure they'll pull their stuff. I mean, you know, seven, seven, 13, eight, 11, 13, and two last week against Minnesota. So yeah, I'm going to go that route. We're doing that. Let's spend some more money. Cowboys officially on the lineup in the docket. And uh, that will spend more of my money other than the chiefs. But I do think the chiefs, like I said, for a cheap option, they are a hundred more dollars than your guys's option. But just I, since they're going against Jordan Love, that was my only thought there. So, I'll be honest. I thought about it. I really did think about it. I'm. I'm. I want to hear this because you guys are going with with the Falcons. And what? Here's what's your what's your what's your thoughts here, guys? Here's what I'll agree with your pick. First off, I'll say it's always fair to to play the Diggs interception gamble with the Cowboys, and on top of that. I assume Teddy hasn't lost his job yet. Teddy Bridgewater is very conservative, very safe. So the chance that Dallas just gets shredded by Teddy Bridgewater is probably slim. And Randy Gregory has kind of started to come alive. So they're getting some pressure. That defensive line is not not terrible. So I I'm, I mean, Dallas, if I had the money, I would probably really feel good about playing the Cowboys. But... I didn't, and it was between the Falcons and the Chiefs, and I, you know, I thought about the same thing you said, Jordan Love, take the gamble that that the young buck just can't pull it together yet in NFL game. Mm-hmm. But I was like, eh, no, I don't want to do that. So I'm just gonna play the Falcons, and that's why I did. I'll be honest, Joe. Why is it, why is that a good decision, Joe? Please uh, <laughs> that's help all I me have here. Money left over. <laughs> Pawn it. Don't leave me, Joe. <laughs> what with you? I'm just, just going. That's it, huh? Yeah. It was just a money thing, money complete. Thing. Yeah. And that's usually what it feels it's like good, for defense. At yeah, the... there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes it fits the budget. Fits the budget. 
So why not Jaguars then, Joe? If it's just gonna fit the budget. I mean, I got I could pay up just a little bit. <laughs> but you know, I'm not going back to Jordan Love. I'm I might be interested in a st- a stack with Jordan Love. Oh my god, dude! You're you get you get wild sometimes. Uh, you see, you gotta get wild. If it's a big tournament, I probably will. If I'm in a big tournament, Jordan Love might be my quarterback. Dude, why not? Who's higher ranked on the season? I guess they're playing Buffalo. Never mind. I was curious who's who's been a higher ranked defense this season: the Falcons or the Jaguars? But you know they play Buffalo, so I I I I have no good thoughts for why Jacksonville would be better than the Falcons. So we'll just let, let live and die there. All right, let's let's go over our teams here real fast. Uh, run through them here. Lucas, start us off. Yes, sir. Quarterback Lamar Jackson. Running backs Zeke Elliott, Daryl Williams. Receivers Stephon Diggs, Devonta Smith, Cortland Sutton. Tight end, big old Mark Andrews. To flex, little bitty Boston Scott. And DST, Falcons. You say that with, say it with a chest, boy. Joe, give us your lineup. Mr. Action Jackson is my quarterback. Dalvin cooking it up at the running back. Austin Eckler at the running back. Stephon Diggs. Devontae Parker. Rashad Bateman stacking with Action Jackson. The man. The myth, the legend, Dan, the man, Arnold at tight end, Zach Randy Moss at the flex, and the Lionel Falcons. <laughs> for quarterback, I have Joe Burrow. For my running backs, I've got uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Austin Eckler. For wide receivers, I've got Higgins, Tony, and Sanders. Tight end, I have Goddard. And then my flex is Waddle. Which we're gonna waddle into a victory this week, and our defense official change to the Cowboys this week. So interesting lineups. We'll see who comes out on top this week, and who is uh well, we'll find out who comes out on top, and then we'll find out who comes out in second. And Luke, uh, you can just hold down that third place force for one more week. That'd be great. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm getting good at it. So if anybody's gonna do it, it might have to be me. Might as well be you. All right, guys, what do you say? We wrap this one up. Let's do it. Okay. Everybody, I need you to follow us on Instagram at the May Podcast for episode alerts and direct message interaction. We want you to stay up to date and in the know on the show. And please follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week on another episode of the May Podcast. Waddle. Waddle, waddle. Waddle browns. Waddle away. Waddle browns.